Welcome to Media, Marketing and Advertising on PG Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Paul Gardner. The emerging new influencer community appears to be wielding significant power over the perception and image of brands and companies, largely driven by the rapid expansion of social media. The nobodies of the past are now the new somebodies, demanding attention of communication professionals who seek continuous engagement with targeted consumers. But is this just a fad? And is it really any different to how so-called talent has always operated? Today I'm joined by Mark Noakes, Managing Director of Talent Corp, to discuss how brands and talent work together. Hi, Mark. Hey, Paul. Now, before we talk about what Talent Corp is, let's talk about what it's not, because Talent Corp is not actually a talent corp, is it? No, we're definitely not, Paul. Um, We're definitely not um, a talent agency. Um, Really important distinction. So so what what is Talent Corp then? Um, Talent Corp is, I guess, best described as a talent consultancy. Uh, What we do is we match brands uh, first with a talent and that way we can make, you know, independent talent recommendations. When I looked up some information about Talent Corp, we talked a lot about matching the brands with trusted talent. When you consider some of the institutions today, be it the Catholic Church or politicians or the banks or the police force, I mean, we're even going to see potentially a Victorian Cross winner in terrible trouble. Mm-hmm. Surely trust institutions at an all-time low at the moment, but trust is... is fundamentally at the heart of what you do is it the trust that the messenger delivering that message is believable and therefore credible and authentic um, yes Paul um, trust is at the heart of everything we do and in fact it was the the nucleus of the idea for for talent Corp um, as we've seen over years of of working with trusted talent that the ROI creates for brands is significant but I think your broader point is right on the money. Trust in institutions, whether it's banks or whether it's the Catholic Church, is at an all-time low. And I think, you know, having trusted ambassadors and trusted voices in, in, you know, a marketing sense really is very, very important. And, you know, look at the world we're operating in. There's fake news, there's fake content, you know, Photoshop profiles, et cetera, et cetera. It's, It's really... You know, if you've got a trusted talent or a trusted institution, that's obviously going to perform better in a consumer's mind than than not. Tell me about Australian consumers and trust. So if, let's say, a talent um, does something wrong, I've seen a recent example of that. We see examples every week of NRL players. Yes. (laughs) Do do the public forgive them or or are they gone forever? Look, I think you you see it all the time. A lot of, you know, the, the... the, t- the talent, the, and especially in the NRL space, but elsewhere, I've seen an AFL too, Paul. You know, sure, sure. They, they they sort of have to fall on their sword and go into rehab or, or whatever it is, counselling or whatever. So as I understand it, Mark, your background is really in the media industry, especially around radio, more recently with Macquarie Radio. Is, is that where the idea came from? Yeah, it did, Paul. Um, I, as you said, I've been in media, the media business for a long time and particularly in media sales. And and most recently at um, an outfit called Macquarie Radio, now known as, as Nine Radio. And what we learned in that business um, is that when one of the 
on-air talent delivered a commercial message, the ROI is greater than um, a normal commercial. And you know, that's a big difference. And that became the seed of the idea of the brand and talent corporation, aligning brands with trusted talent. And that's, and that's mainly, when you say a trusted voice, that's clearly to do with radio. What about other areas? I mean, is, is television the same, such a same ROI? Yeah, so that's absolutely. And look, that's where we learned our lesson, um, but that's not where the story finishes. We, we work with talent across um, a range of commercial activities, and we're currently working with them in television, lead campaigns, um, in print and in online publishing campaigns, and you know, also in the, the social media space, and even surprisingly um, in the field of SEO, where trusted content is particularly important for brand search. Now, how do you find your clients? Uh, well, <laughs> the old-fashioned way, Paul, we normally pick the phone up with an idea and, and have a talk to them. So you start with an idea and then yep. you have a, and you have an idea in mind of what the talent or spokesperson should be? or Normally we have an idea in mind with how we could drive uh, a campaign or a commercial outcome using a trusted talent for a brand. Mark, we live in strange times, obviously, around uh, COVID and, and uh, lockdowns and curfews or whatever, depending on what state you're in. How have you found the actual environment now for companies and for brands? Look, I think it's, it's, it's a pretty confusing time out there for brands and it's a very cluttered um, time for, for brands. There has never been more ways to advertise and to put a commercial message out there. Uh, and in a world that's sort of filled with fake news and misinformation, and so much more competition for, for eyeballs and, and ears for that matter, you know, a trusted talent is a real shortcut for consumers. So from somebody that's sort of cut his teeth on what we'd call traditional talent, on-air talent, and when, when you're talking about Quarry Radio, you're talking about 2GB or 3AW, when you see the growth of influencers or micro-influencers, What's your perception there? Is the old talent simply going to fade away or is it the new talent going to take its place or is this just a fad we're seeing? Uh, look, we don't believe so. Um, we think the micro-influencer space is, is probably in for the, for the long haul. Um, it's not an area that we play in, Paul. Um, we wanted to specialise in, in, in talent that have, you know, are trusted by an audience group and that you can rely on the commercial outcome. Um, and we've all seen many of those influencer faux pas <laughs> impacting on a brand's campaign. Sure, one, one, one just last weekend, I think, was a, an issue with a, a certain influencer who was seen allegedly uh, using a straw <laughs> and, some, and, some, and some white substance. Yes, I noted that one too, Paul. And that's, that, you know, that's the issue. If that's your influencer, then you know, there's brand risk there. Mark, competitors? Who, who are Talent Corp's competitors? when we were conceiving the Brand and Talent Corporation, we really wanted to have uh, a company that was differentiated in market. And when we looked around the sort of, you know, ad agency and broader marketing services space, we didn't see many marketing services companies specialising in, in talent. And so and I, I think that's true. There obviously are talent agencies. Talent agencies don't do what we do. 
they don't start with a brand and then match it with with the with the right talent. They start with their talent portfolios and try and retrofit that talent into a brief. And you know we're we're disrupting that model. So we will work with talent agencies. Um, we do all the time, and we work with ad agencies all the time, and we work with clients direct. But our model really isn't replicated, you know, in terms of competitors out there. How, how do you measure success for your brands and your clients? Is it only, is it purely ROI? I mean, if I if I had a brand and I was tarnished, you know, if I if I ran Exxon oil and it spilt all over the the ocean, I wouldn't care about the ROI that much. But more reputation is it? Does that come into it at all? Or is it mainly? That's true, Paul, and that's very true for you know for big brands that you know have to to be really conscious of um, their sort of overall brand health. Uh, we're probably not dealing with some of those bigger brands. We're dealing with more retail brands, and it's very much we are our, our key metric and KPI is sales. And, uh, and you know, whilst that's not everything for all brands, you know, as long as you've got the bottom line ticking along, it normally means that all those other metrics are in pretty good health. Mark, you talked about the role of talent which is obviously the part of the bread and butter of matching it to a brand. You're in Sydney, I'm in Melbourne. Reputations and talents are very different. Let's just use a, um, a Neil Mitchell in Melbourne versus an Alan Jones in Sydney. Now, I doubt yeah. whether either would work in the other state. So if you're no, building a brand and it's, and it's, and it's uh, represented just not in one state but throughout Australia, how, how do you know that Alan Jones is the right person when he's not all that loved in Melbourne or that Neil Mitchell's the right person he's all that loved in Sydney? We're working on um, some IP currently, Paul, that will allow us to measure key attributes in talent in, in key geographies. And that measurement will give brands real guidance and real visibility on, on what a trusted talent is going to deliver in, in a market. So when you talk about um, your IP that's looking at measuring talent and which ones are right and which ones are wrong, I mean, how are you going to go about that? How many people are you talking about? How many, how many talent, where do they come from? How did you find them? What we've started off with, Paul, is a list of Australian broadcasting and acting talent that are currently working in the market. Um, we've created a short list of the top 120 and we're um, researching those against a panel of 2,000 recipients. And we're going to measure their sort of attributes in terms of trust, uh, authenticity, uh, likability and, and relatability and that will give us some great working IP to give brands great guidance when selecting broadcast and acting talent. So with those with those parameters that you put up to measure the various talent, do you apply that to the client? So the client looks up and says, listen, I'm Hyundai and I need, a, I need someone to represent my car. Do you talk to me about, well, what what's how important is authenticity? How important is trust? I mean, do you actually go through that measurement for the client as well and then try and match it? Yeah, to, subject to the brief, of course, Paul. Um, you know, in some cases, there's obviously a match between a brand and a talent. And, and you know, I can think of several we've matched already without necessarily relying on the data. And that might be like matching a Ross Green with a financial service product. It's It sort of just makes good sense. But at other times, it's, it is hard to... To, to accurately measure and give the brand great guidance on, and that's where the research will come into play. Mark, we've just witnessed great success in Tokyo at the Olympics and, and more recently the, the Paralympics. 
And I guess these people for a moment, for a flashing moment, become superstars and stars in their own mm-hmm. eyes. And then unfortunately for some of them, they end up on Big Brother or, or Survivor as they have mm-hmm. nowhere else to go. But so a good talent comes along now. He might be the guy that won the gold, the gold in the yacht race. It might be uh, the, the Sudanese guy who was the, uh, the middle distance runner. Yes. And someone says, he'd be a great talent. With your mm-hmm. study, will you be able to measure him against the attributes of the people in the study? Is that the idea? Yes, our, our IP will be able to measure um, those attributes against any talent pool. And so ex- again, existing or emerging? 100% it will. And um, as I said, we're doing the test of, on, the, on the research against 120 of Australia's top broadcasting talent and just to prove our, our capability in that space. And when will the study be done? Uh, we're aiming for release around November this year. Um, is the first rollout, and then we'd like to create a second second run at it, um, concentrating on the, the sports um, arena. Mark, when we eventually break out of uh, lockdown and, and the Premiers decide to play nice and let us travel again, do you have plans yeah. to expand outside of New South Wales? Yeah, most certainly. In fact, we're hoping to be able to announce our Melbourne, Melbourne opening in, in the forthcoming weeks. You know that expanding our geographies, Paul, is you know an important part of our growth strategy, and and obviously Melbourne um, is as big a advertising market as anywhere in Australia. So that's obviously the next next sta- stage for us, and we'll be linking up with the Melbourne-based sales and, and media. I'm talking to Mark Noakes, the managing director of Talent Corp, which is not a talent corp, but actually a, a company that starts with a brand and then matches it with a, a trusted voice. Mark. You've seen a lot of changes. You've seen a lot of changes in radio. Does radio still have a, a, a major spot in the landscape or is it all just flipping and moving to social media? Yeah, look, radio is starting to, to see, uh, traditional radio anyway, linear radio, is starting to see sort of major disruption, uh, Paul, and that's coming in the, in the form of um, streaming services. The barrier to entry in streaming is... There isn't any barrier. Anyone can set up a streaming radio station with a bit of inexpensive kit. So that's that's really um, you know starting to impact on the way um, traditional radio operators are thinking about delivering their their product. Um, I know many are going into sort of broader um, streaming products, and I note the growth of those those streaming products are significantly more than linear radio currently I have been for years actually of course what's driving all that is a mad rush for first party data and with all those streaming services um, audiences have to sign in and so effectively traditional radio operators now will have for you know the very first time in a, in a sort of significant way that first party data and that's something, that's a trend we're seeing across all media publishers, all media operators currently. So Talent Corp's been operating now for roughly 18 months. Yeah. And uh, you've obviously endured probably the worst time ever to start a business. Yes. <laughs> well, the worst and better, best in a way. Why is it the best? Well, look, I think what COVID did for us was give us great opportunity to speak to clients, to be able to pitch solutions that we probably might not have been able to pitch in a non-COVID sort of environment. I think COVID for clients um, gave them the opportunity to re-look at their strategy moving forward. So 
again, that was all great opportunity for the for Talent Corp. I think it's interesting because if you look at COVID, we all traditionally look back at it as, as naturally enough, as human beings and say, wasn't 2020 horrible? But from a financial year point of view, it really killed the back end of 1920, all of 2021, and I suspect it's going to do a pretty big hole in 21-22. So I'd imagine every client now is looking back there and saying, gee whiz, what am I going to do now? This could be my third terrible financial year result. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it opens the doors for smaller nimble entrepreneurial companies surely and especially ones i think because the larger dinosaurs have really struggled and and i think clients are saying well what used to happen in the past may not work in the future we need something new so you'd obviously be getting a lot of hearings well tell me about the type of clients that tend to ring you are they you said they're mainly retail are they large small in between yeah they're sort of small to, to mid-size poor i guess and but i think your, your point is absolutely right I think the time is right now for all organisations, all organisations are looking at what they're doing and how they're doing it and examining what other ways, what other opportunities there are in, in the market right now. And the, the ad tech is something that everyone's sort of grappling to get their head around. As I said, there's never been more opportunity for brands to put a message out there. And, you know, so everyone has to... and and. Everyone has to sort of, you know, examine that and, you know, re- reconsider what they've been doing. And COVID, just on top of that, has disrupted so many revenue streams. I mean, it's been, obviously, it's been great for some some brands. Sure. Um, even, uh, even the ones that didn't get JobKeeper. <laughs> and some that did get a lot of JobKeeper. <laughs> uh, so... But, you know, there's a whole bunch of businesses out there that, you know, are really looking for what next. And Talent Corp can't provide everything of what next, but we do have something that is is different and, um, you know, can produce great, great ROI. Mark, you've talked about ROI. You've talked about um, the concept of 10 to 12% more if delivered by a, a known talent. Yep. You've talked about a new business. When you start a new business, obviously... Revenue is important to you. What else is important to you in terms of measuring the growth of Talent Corp? Well, I think, Paul, really what's been rewarding for me is being able to come up with a theory, come up with a model and testing that model and and seeing that it works. And for us to see it work in, you know, a COVID downturn or now I heard someone describe it as COVID two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> the other day, all the, but we're still proving that our model is resonating with brands, and um, we're growing at a phenomenal rate despite this current lockdown, and despite having a number of retailers that have had to scale back their activity with us because of this lockdown. So that for me is pretty rewarding, and I think that just you know demonstrates that that our model is, is, is got some merit. Mark, it's been a fascinating discussion. Thank you for taking the time. Good luck with the future plans. I'm, I'm sure everyone listening will be dying to see how the, their personalities rate and uh, have an opinion on themselves. Uh, you're obviously going to publish it in November. Yes, Paul, that's the plan. So that'll be um, quite an exercise. We'll publishing, hope to publish, you know, Australia's top 40 or 50 talent in terms of, of trust. We do it by category. We do like, the, here's the top 40 sportsmen, here's the top 40 newsreaders. I mean, how, how are you going to break it up? 
Um, initially, we're just going to break it up as a single. We're not going to break it up. We're just going to publish a single single list. But we will have the ability to dissect that list in terms of genre, in terms of you know geographics, in terms of demographics, um, and you know some psychographic and interest group type data as well. So it, it's going to be a pretty robust survey, and um, we're we're thrilled to be able to do it. So, Mark, you've got a new business, eighteen months old. You have plans to move into Victoria. You've got an IP, which I haven't heard about before, um, which sounds terrific to measure talent, which will be interesting to see how it goes along ge- geographic lines, interesting enough. Will be, yes. And, and uh, look, I wish you all the best for the future. This is Mark Noakes, who is the Managing Director of Talent Corp, who is joining me today. Mark, thanks for your time. Thanks, Paul, for having me.